Terry versus Adams. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kelly Robinson in Birmingham, Alabama. Terry versus Adams. An opinion of the United States Supreme Court. Decided on May 4, 1953. Please note, this is a reading of the opinion of the court only. For ease of listening, this reading omits legal citations and footnotes found within the text of the court's opinion. Mr. Justice Black announced the judgment of the court and an opinion in which Mr. Justice Douglas and Mr. Justice Burton join. In Smith v. Allwright, we held that rules of the Democratic Party of Texas excluding Negroes from voting in the party's primaries violated the 15th Amendment. While no state law directed such exclusion, our decision pointed out that many party activities were subject to considerable statutory control. This case raises questions concerning the constitutional power of a Texas county political organization called the Jaybird Democratic Association or Jaybird Party, to exclude Negroes from its primaries on racial grounds. The Jaybirds deny that their racial exclusions violate the 15th Amendment. They contend that the amendment applies only to elections or primaries held under state regulation, that their association is not regulated by the state at all, and that it is not a political party, but a self-governing voluntary club. The district court held the Jaybird racial discriminations invalid and entered judgment accordingly. The Court of Appeals reversed, holding that there was no constitutional or congressional bar to the admitted discriminatory exclusion of Negroes because Jaybird's primaries were not to any extent state-controlled. We granted certiorari. There was evidence that the Jaybird Association or Party was organized in 1889. Its membership was then and always has been limited to white people. They are automatically members if their names appear on the official list of county voters. It has been run like other political parties with an executive committee named from the county's voting precincts. Expenses of the party are paid by the assessment of candidates for office in its primaries. Candidates for county offices submit their names to the Jaybird Committee in accordance with the normal practice followed by regular political parties all over the country. Advertisements and posters proclaim that these candidates are running subject to the action of the Jaybird primary. While there is no legal compulsion on successful Jaybird candidates to enter Democratic primaries, they have nearly always done so, and with few exceptions since 1889 have run and won without opposition in the Democratic primaries and the general elections that followed. Thus, the party has been the dominant political group in the county since organization, having endorsed every county-wide official elected since 1889. It is apparent that Jaybird activities follow a plan purposefully designed to exclude Negroes from voting and at the same time to escape the 15th Amendment's command that the right of citizens to vote shall neither be denied nor abridged on account of race. These were the admitted party purposes according to the following testimony of the Jaybird's president. Question. Now, Mr. Adams, 
will you tell me specifically what is the specific purpose of holding these elections and carrying on this organization like you do answer good government question now i will ask you to state whether or not it is the opinion and policy of the association that to carry on good government they must exclude negro citizens answer well when we started it was and it is still that way i think question and then one of the purposes of your organization is for the specific purpose of excluding negroes from voting isn't it answer yes question and that is your policy answer yes question i will ask you that is the reason you hold your election in may rather than in june or july isn't it answer yes question because if you held it in july you would have to abide by the statutes and the law by letting them vote answer they do vote in july question and if you held yours at that time they would have to vote too wouldn't they answer why sure question and you hold it in may so they won't have to answer well they don't vote in ours but they can vote on anybody in the july election they want to question but you are not answering my question my question is that you hold yours in may so you won't have to let them vote don't you answer yes question and that is your purpose answer yes question and your intention answer yes question and to have a vote of the white population at a time when the negroes can't vote isn't that right answer that's right question that is the whole policy of your association answer yes question and that is its purpose answer yes the district court found that the jaybird association was a political organization or party that the majority of white voters generally abide by the results of its primaries and support in the Democratic primaries the persons endorsed by the Jaybird primaries, and that the chief object of the association has always been to deny Negroes any voice or part in the election of Fort Bend County officials. The facts and findings bring this case squarely within the reasoning and holding of the Court of Appeals for the Fourth Circuit in its two recent decisions about excluding Negroes from Democratic primaries in South Carolina. South Carolina had repealed every trace of statutory or constitutional control of the Democratic primaries. It did this in the hope that thereafter the Democratic Party, or Democratic Clubs of South Carolina, would be free to continue discriminatory practices against Negroes as voters. The contention there was that the Democratic clubs were mere private groups. The contention here is that the Jaybird Association is a mere private group. The Court of Appeals, in invalidating the South Carolina practices, answered these formalistic arguments by holding that no election machinery could be sustained if its purpose or effect was to deny Negroes on account of their race an effective voice in the governmental affairs of their country, state, or community. In doing so, the court relied on the principle announced in Smith v. Allwright, that the constitutional right to be free from racial discrimination in voting is not to be nullified by a state through casting its electoral process in a form which permits a private organization to practice racial discrimination in the election. The South Carolina cases are in accord with the commands of the 15th Amendment 
and the laws passed pursuant to it. That amendment provides as follows. The right of citizens of the United States to vote shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or by any state on account of race, color, or previous condition of servitude. The amendment bans racial discrimination in voting by both state and nation. It thus establishes a national policy, obviously applicable to the right of Negroes not to be discriminated against as voters in elections to determine public governmental policies or to select public officials, national, state, or local. Shortly after its adoption, Mr. Chief Justice Waite, speaking for this court, said, it follows that the amendment has invested the citizens of the United States with a new constitutional right, which is within the protecting power of Congress. That right is exemption from discrimination in the exercise of the elective franchise on account of race, color, or previous condition of servitude. Other cases have re-emphasized the 15th Amendment's specific grant of this new constitutional right. Not content to wrest congressional power, to protect this new constitutional right on the necessary and proper clause of the Constitution, the 15th Amendment's framers added Section 2, reading, The Congress shall have power to enforce this article by appropriate legislation. And Mr. Justice Miller, speaking for this court, declared that the amendment's granted right to be free from racial discrimination should be kept free and pure by congressional enactments whenever that is necessary acting pursuant to the power granted by the second section of the fifteenth amendment congress in eighteen seventy provided as follows all citizens of the united states who are otherwise qualified by law to vote at any election by the people in any state territory district county city parish township school district municipality or other territorial subdivision shall be entitled and allowed to vote at all such elections without distinction of race color or previous condition of servitude any constitution law custom usage or regulation of any state or territory or by or under its authority to the contrary notwithstanding the amendment the congressional enactment and the cases make explicit the rule against racial discrimination in the conduct of elections. Together they show the meaning of elections. Clearly, the amendment includes any election in which public issues are decided or public officials selected. Just as clearly, the amendment excludes social or business clubs. And the statute shows the congressional mandate against discrimination whether the voting on public issues and officials is conducted in community, state, or nation size is not a standard it is significant that precisely the same qualifications as those prescribed by texas entitling electors to vote at county operated primaries are adopted as the sole qualifications entitling electors to vote at the countywide jaybird primaries with a single proviso negroes are excluded everyone concedes that such proviso in the county operated primaries would be unconstitutional. The Jaybird Party thus brings into being and holds precisely the kind of election that the 15th Amendment seeks to prevent. When it produces the equivalent of the prohibited election, the damage has been done. For a state to permit such a duplication of its election processes, 
is to permit a flagrant abuse of those processes to defeat the purposes of the Fifteenth Amendment. The use of the county-operated primary to ratify the result of the prohibited election merely compounds the offense. It violates the Fifteenth Amendment for a state by such circumvention to permit within its borders the use of any device that produces an equivalent of the prohibited election. The only election that has counted in this Texas county for more than 50 years has been that held by the Jaybirds from which Negroes were excluded. The Democratic primary and the general election have become no more than the perfunctory ratifiers of the choice that has already been made in Jaybird elections from which Negroes have been excluded. It is immaterial that the state does not control that part of this elective process, which it leaves for the Jaybirds to manage. The Jaybird primary has become an integral part, indeed the only effective part, of the elective process that determines who shall rule and govern in the county. The effect of the whole procedure, Jaybird primary plus Democratic primary plus general election, is to do precisely that which the Fifteenth Amendment forbids. Strip Negroes of every vestige of influence in selecting the officials who control the local county matters that intimately touch the daily lives of citizens. We reverse the Court of Appeals judgment, reversing that of the District Court. We affirm the District Court's holding that the combined Jaybird Democratic general election machinery has deprived these petitioners of their right to vote on account of their race and color. The case is remanded to the District Court to enter such orders and decrees as are necessary and proper under the jurisdiction it has retained under 28 United States Code Section 2202. In exercising this jurisdiction, the Court is left free to hold hearings to consider and determine what provisions are essential to afford Negro citizens of Fort Bend County full protection from future discriminatory Jaybird Democratic general election practices, which deprive citizens of voting rights because of their color. Reversed and remanded. End of Terry v. Adams. An opinion of the United States Supreme Court.